Hello, listeners, and may I offer you a witchy welcome to another episode of Local Legends New England. I'm your haunted host, Kyle Newton, and today I thought we'd have a little fun creeping down to the lower region of New Hampshire's Grafton County, a historic region of revolution, colonialism, and even a few ghosts. In this friendly area of the state rests a cozy little seaside town we like to call Campton. It's known for a busy main street and a bustling mom-and-pop shop atmosphere. But once, back at the turning of the 1800s, this town was better known for a ghost which haunted the long road to the harbor deep in Campton Hollow. A stiff breeze greeted Mr. Thomas Welch, stepping out of his store for the final time as its owner. He turned to a horse-drawn buggy waiting for him, where a young boy, scrawny but similar in features, waited for him. This young man clutched the horse's reins in his trembling hands. Are you ready, Pa? The young boy asked. Can we go now, please? Thomas Welch took in a deep breath of the warm night air, then looked back to the store's slanted wood porch. He tossed the key between his fingers. Almost, my boy, he replied. Just gotta wait for the young man who bought our old store here. The boy looked at the store and forced himself to think about earlier times when he wasn't sitting in the dim of night. Memories of the old family shop caused him to smile. Sure are a lot of memories here, huh? He said. Thomas Welch pointed a finger to the sky. And a lot of income. We were lucky, always being the last stop before Groggy Harbor. Thomas chuckled and even luckier to find someone willing to spend the price we offered. The young boy sighed as he turned to the road. His idea of traveling late at night only made him long for his bed. You sure we can't go now, Pa? We can see him tomorrow. Thomas waved his son down. We will go, my boy. We just need to hand the key over to the new owner, like I told you. George Ward, I believe, is the name. He should be... Any further word was cut off as a shriek broke through the night. The loud shrill sent Thomas's son ducking behind the wagon seat. A second scream pierced the night again. Through the shadows, Thomas could make out the figure of a man running up the road. Who goes there? Thomas called out. The shouting stranger didn't stop to respond until he reached them. His screaming faded into the darkened valley. He stopped, only to hunch over so as to breathe easier. A wheezing could be heard with every inhale. When the man finally caught his breath, he pointed from where he had come. Ghost! Down the road! The man shouted. Thomas and his son traded stares. He returned to the stranger with a bent brow, more confused than concerned. 
I'd be certain there ain't no ghost down there, replied Thomas. For my son and I didn't come through there no later than this morning, and I've done so every day for decades. In that time we never seen such nonsense. Sweat beaded the man's neck, dampening the collar of his shirt. He shook his head until he could speak again. Over, over the bushes! It flew after me! Oh, a hideous sight! Thomas motioned for the man to come closer. Eh, uh, join me and my son here, won't you now? You can stay with us while we wait for, uh, uh, we can wait for you to collect yourself. Thomas's son offered the stranger's canteen of water. Here, drink this, he said. Pa and I are waiting for the man who's buying our old family shop here. You can wait with us. Till then, if you like. The stranger spat up his drink of water at the mention of Thomas's shop. He turned to the boy's father and pointed to him. Th th that would make you, you Thomas Welch, correct? He asked. Thomas felt his throat dry as the stranger called him by name. He hesitated in his response. Who was asking? The stranger handed the canteen back to the boy and stood upright. He offered a sweaty hand to Thomas. My name is George Ward. I came down this way because I'm the man that'll be buying your store. Thomas sighed with relief. He extended an open hand to George. Ah, Mr. Ward. It's a pleasure to finally meet you in person. Thomas squinted to get a better look at George through the dim evening light. You, uh, a bit younger than I expected. George's soft skin and lack of muscle implied to Thomas that he had only recently reached the age of marriage. George's shoulders shrugged as he let out a chuckle. <laughs> I do get that a lot, he replied. My father left me quite some money when he and my child passed in a horse-riding accident. I feel I am to use his gift the best I can. This market seemed to be the perfect way to do so the more I thought on it. Thomas glanced back at his old shop and nodded. He offered the keys to George before that little voice in his head told him to call off the deal. It's a mighty fine building, Mr. Ward, and the customers are good, too. Good Christian people. George shrugged at the comment. He leaned closer to Thomas's son and smiled as though they had been friends for years. And, being the only store on the road, does have its advantages, he said. Thomas felt his ears stiffen at George's remark. He continued on, hoping to ignore the greedy comment. The people that come through here to use the harbor are genuine people. You take this key, and you take responsibility of them all, you hear? said Thomas. George leapt upright. As he did, his thin hand snapped up Thomas's key in the blink of an eye. As well as the responsibility to make my own income, he replied.
Thomas felt a knot forming in his gut. He waved George off and climbed up onto his wagon. Thomas motioned to snap his horse's reins, but was stopped by George frantically waving his hands. Wait! Do you guys want to buy something before you go? Don't worry now. I'll give you a discount. Thomas and his son cringed at the question. They both looked to one another, unsure of quite how to answer. E you want us to pay after handing you the key? asked Thomas. George shrugged. I mean, you know how honest the merchandise is, don't you? I'll give you a 5% discount. Thomas sighed. He gave a wave to George with a shake of his head. I believe we're fine, thank you, he replied. George crossed his arms. Fine, at your own will, replied George. Take care. Thomas took note of George's sharp tone. He snapped the reins and traveled up the very road George had come rushing down from. Don't forget, be careful of the ghost, shouted George. Having traveled the road his entire life, Thomas could only let out a grumble in response. His frustration was interrupted by his son's murmur. There's no ghost, is there, father? Thomas gnashed his teeth together. No, that man was only trying to scare you so we'd buy supplies from our, from his new shop. Thomas's son fell silent for a long while. He didn't speak again until a glance up revealed something pale shifting behind the trees. Father, what's that? Thomas followed his son's gesture to a cluster of trees alongside the road. A pale white figure danced in the darkness. It had no legs, allowing its ghastly tail to whip in the windy gusts. It swayed from one side to the other. Thomas felt the strength leave his arms as the figure drew closer. Now what in heaven's name? Thomas's words were interrupted by his son, shaking him at the collar of his shirt. Hurry, father! It's coming! Hurry! The figure howled and gave a ghostly rattle in its passing. Thomas snapped the reins of his buggy, sending the two horses into a fright. Their hooves thundered down the road, leaving the specter in a cloud of dust and dirt. Neither Thomas nor his son spoke of what they saw on the road for the rest of the night. They had both hoped to keep it quiet, never to bring it up again. Their plan was working that week until a few days later, after church had let out. Sunday's sermon had come to a quiet end. As the church members exited the small building, the priest took his time to visit poor Thomas Welch, who had been a constant member of the church and personal friend. "'Good morning, Thomas,' he began. "'And how are you?' Thomas turned to his priest with a pale pallor. His trembling hand gave a half-hearted wave. "'Good morning, Father,' he replied. The priest looked at Thomas with his head cocked to one side. "'Is something the matter?' he asked. 
It took several deep breaths before Thomas could find the words to answer. "'I'm to head for the harbor today with my son,' Thomas replied. The priest couldn't help but smile at the idea of the last time he saw his good friend and son at the harbor. "'Your boy's quite the fisherman, so I've heard. Tell me, what about this troubles you?' The priest peered into the sky and placed an open hand up in the air. "'Is it the weather?' Thomas shook his head. He sighed through flared nostrils and pointed down the dirt road, which led toward Campton Hollow. "'It's not that. It's the road we must take to get to the harbor,' he replied. "'I've taken that road thousands of times in my life, and never heard or seen such strange happenings as I have since I sold my store.' The priest scratched his chin as he peered down the dirt road. "'You wouldn't happen to be speaking of the ghost, recently spotted on the road, would you, Thomas?' asked the priest. Thomas didn't respond at first. He just continued staring down the road. The priest stirred from one foot to the other as silence filled the space between them. I've also noticed that several people have run into it since you sold your store, said the priest. Thomas returned with a nod. Oh, I, my boy and I were there when we first heard Mr. Ward running away from the cursed thing. The priest scratched his slanted head. Mr. Ward. Can't say I know that name, the priest repeated. Thomas nodded. He pointed down the trail. Aye, the one who bought my old store, he stated. He came running down the street when my boy and I saw him. I bet he could... Thomas's words trailed off while he searched for his son. His eyes widened. Where's my boy? Where's my boy? Thomas's son and young friend had snuck away during church and made their way down the muddy trail leading to Campton Hollow. Are, uh, you, you sure you saw something down here? asked his friend. Thomas's son nodded. I, I, my pa and I, we were just out here last week when, when we saw... His words were cut short by ruffling branches. Both boys searched along the side of the dirt road. They followed the stirring until their soft brown eyes peered over the tall bushes. That's when they saw it. A white ghost rose up from the thick brush. It shook as it rose higher above them. A rattling clanged in their ears. Both boys froze in fright as the specter drew closer. A howl pierced the silence. The rattling of chains sent a chill down their spines. Neither boy stayed long enough to see where the ghost went next. They turned on their heels and dashed back down the road. Only splashing mud marked their rushed passage. They didn't stop screaming until they reached the church.
Thomas and the priest were still talking when the two boys came screaming up the way. Thomas's son didn't stop until he reached his father's wagon. He climbed over one of the wheels and into the back of the buggy. His friend continued past them and through the church doors. What in heaven's name are you doing, my boy? asked Thomas. A small, trembling head looked up at his father. He then pointed down the dirt road. The, 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 the ghost! He finally forced out. Thomas's fist clenched until his knuckles whitened. That's enough. There's no such thing as ghosts, you hear? And I'll prove it to you. Thomas's son leaned away from him. But, but you, you saw it the day we, we left your old store, Pa. We saw it together, said the boy. Thomas turned away from his son. I don't know what we saw, he stated. The priest flinched at the sorrow upon the young boy's face. But Thomas, you were just telling me that you... Thomas snapped back at the priest, cutting him off. I said I'd never seen anything in all my time here. Thomas eased at his own words. After I sold the store. His son nodded. He placed a small but firm hand upon his father's shoulder. That's right. After we sold it. That's when we first met Mr. Ward. Remember? He asked his father. Thomas stared off deep into memory. After a moment, he reached for his horse's reins and snapped them into action. Come on, boy. I want to see this specter face to face one more time. I might be on to something, said Thomas. Thomas sped away from the priest, who opened his mouth to protest, but his words fell silent beneath the wagon's creaking wooden wheels. I, I, th I thought we was going fishing, asked Thomas's son. We are, my boy, Thomas answered. But first, we're going to face this ghost and scare it off for good. Thomas's son tugged at his father's coat. Who, who do you mean, we, he asked. Their horse-drawn buggy slowed as it traveled further down the road. For Thomas, he kept his eyes focused along either side of the trail, in case this ghost ambushed them earlier than expected. As for his son, a fear choked any of the words that he thought of, begging his father to turn around. Goosebumps crawled down his arms to his trembling white knuckles. As the two closed in on where everyone claimed to see the ghost, Thomas slowed his buggy. He looked from one side of the road to the other. Silence hung in the air. Thomas took in a deep breath and spat on the road, an old superstition to bring good luck. His son's fidgeting caused the buggy's boards to creak. Thomas turned to his son with raised eyebrows. He then placed a finger 
on his pursed lips. Not a word, my boy, he whispered. Thomas's son nodded with a constant tremor. His father stretched his arms up toward the sky in dramatic fashion. Well, I suppose this will be a good spot to take a slight break, he said in a purposefully loud tone. I've got to relieve myself before we continue. Watch the horse and buggy, will you now? Thomas's son shook his head. He mouthed the word no as Thomas stepped away. The young boy rose further out of the wagon to observe his father dipping down to hide behind the wagon wheel. That's when they heard it. A twig snapping in the woods. Thomas's son cringed. He glanced back over his own shoulder. At first, nothing. Then he saw it. Rising up over the bushes came a pale white figure. It shook and bellowed in a high pitch. The ghost's tail fluttered in the cool breeze. Ghost! The young boy shouted. That's when Thomas leapt into action. He ran around the wagon, reaching for a sickle hidden beneath his buggy's driver's seat. He waved it high in the air and charged the ghost. His voice roared through the woods. Stop! I'll smash your head in! He famously shouted. Thomas ran to the edge of the road and hurled his sickle at the ghost, flying overhead. A loud scream drowned out Thomas's threat. Leaves upon the ground were stirred beyond the thick line of trees and bushes. Thomas tried to follow it, but lost sight through the twisted roots and jagged rock. The thumping footsteps faded further down the road. Thomas pointed to where he heard the noise as he ran to his buggy, the sun still shivering within it. There it goes, boy! Let's make a run for it and chase this ghost down for good! Thomas snapped the reins of his horse, causing them to gallop down the dirt road. Every few steps, Thomas thought he could make sight of someone running through the woods. Unable to get a solid glance, he continued to point out the figure with one hand while gripping his horse's leather straps in the other. There, my boy, do you see it? he'd ask. Thomas never heard his son respond. They did, however, both perk up at the sight of the old family store. Thomas was the only one, though, who saw the shadow vanish behind the building. His wagon rushed past the store and into muddier portions of the trail. The horses slowed with every step. This allowed Thomas to search through any openings within the trees that he crossed. When he found nothing, Thomas brought his horse to a halt. Easy, easy now, he called out. When the horses stopped, Thomas turned an ear to the woods. Nothing stirred. Only a gentle breeze whispered across the leaves. He turned the buggy back around and returned to the old family shop. Thomas jumped off the wagon and ran for the door before his horses came to a full stop. Keep him out the ready, he called to his son. Thomas threw open the door and glanced around the room. 
The only person he saw was George, the new owner. His face was pale as he clutched for his heart. Every deep breath George took stretched the seams of his vest and cloth shirt. Sweat beaded the poor man's brow. Thomas approached in a slow, heel-toe fashion. "'Morning, Mr. Ward,' he began. "'Is something the matter?' George nodded. After several breaths, he pointed to the back door. "'A pale figure rushed through here, claimed never to return, then vanished.' Thomas cocked his head to one side. Interesting. So you're telling me that a ghost came in here? Thomas waited for George to nod before continuing. And it told you to tell me it'll no longer bother people along this road? Can you promise it said that? George nodded. He licked his dry lips. I swear on my child's life... He came in here, gave its message, vanished, he stated. According to legend, Thomas nodded, didn't give another word. He then claims to have left the store that day, vowing never to set foot in there ever again. He then returned to his buggy and took the reins. Thomas told his son everything that had happened inside. Before they took off, he noticed his son taking one last long look at the old family store. "'What is it, my boy?' Thomas asked. The young boy took a long stare at the store and then back at his father. "'I thought he told us... His son had passed away. And that was part one of Campton's Haunted Hollow. Stay tuned next week when I post part two and we discover what happened to Thomas's son. If you can't wait until then, if you still want to find more spooky stories that fill New England, please follow my Instagram at LocalLegendsNE. I want to thank you for your time tonight. Until we meet again, my name is Kyle Newton, and you've been listening to Local Legends New England.